1212. Welcome back. This is Bradley with Two Tone Take, bringing you Titans coverage that Paul Kaharski only wishes he could. And this time, we have an actual football game to talk about. Not just practice, not just training camp happenings. An actual football game was played, albeit preseason. But it's exciting because, as I said in the last episode, the boys are back in pads. So today we are discussing the preseason week one outing that was at Baltimore. Going to talk about the obvious outcome, what looked good on offense and defense, maybe what didn't look so good, who looked good. Maybe not as much who didn't look good. There's some, some good takeaways from the first preseason outing for the boys and again just seeing the team on a football field in a game in those unis was tremendous Um, I watched almost the entire game I think I picked it up about uh, maybe halfway through the first quarter Um, but it was great to see and again I think there were some good takeaways which is what we're going to dive into today Um, So just to kind of give a brief overall here, the Titans did lose the game 23 to 10. So that part wasn't great, Uh, especially because the Ravens, those dirty birds, sons of biatches, um, they haven't lost a preseason game in a really long time. And let's be real. It's not a big deal. Like I, I saw a lot of posts the day of the game that were like, oh, hopefully, you know, Tennessee can in the Ravens win streak, it's preseason. Like, I just think there are more substantial things to brag about in any sport, but maybe especially football, a preseason win streak, all right, doesn't really matter all that much. Um, But we didn't end that streak. So the Ravens winning streak in preseason continues. Uh, Now, one aspect that is probably getting the most attention or has gotten the most attention since the game uh, is that Malik Willis got his first start as a Titans quarterback. So he started over Woodside, which honestly I think was a great decision. Um, so we'll certainly get more into how that went. Interesting thing about this particular game, though, uh, we only scored those 10 points. All 10 of those points were in the second quarter. Um, so goose eggs in the first, third, and final quarter of the game. That wasn't great. Um, you know, and, and stats don't tell everything um, in case you weren't aware. But, you know, when you look at game stats, they usually can give you a good indicator of how things went. I think there are a number of things you can look at, whether it's first downs, whether it's time of possession, um, you know, perhaps uh, third down conversion, red zone conversion, certainly turnovers. These are things that certainly give you an idea of how the game went or perhaps who the game went in favor of. All that to say, Titans didn't really win very much of the game stats from this from this particular outing. In fact, the only thing that we outdid the Ravens in, we had more yards per rush, and we had fewer penalties. Um, now, I will say, I don't know that either are surprising. Um, you know, we are a team that loves to run the ball. Uh, we got to see a number of running backs in this game, so I think that was good. Um, And also, you know, for the most part, I think under Vrabes, we tend to play clean football. I know that's the expectation. Um, So it was good, I thought, to see that we had fewer penalties. Um, 
And something that we'll touch on a bit later in this episode uh, is the kicking from the Titans um, between Big Randy Bullock. Um, and we had not one, all right, but we had two different punter appearances. Um, one was the GOAT Brett Kern, and the other is our newcomer, Mr. Stonehouse. Um, so we'll get into that as well. Now, you know, I'm working towards this YouTube channel uh, live recordings, if you will. We're not there yet. One of the things I want to get that going for is highlights for games. Um, so for today, you guys are going to have to ride along with me as listeners. Um, and, and I don't want to assume that everyone knows these things. You should, but it's okay. One of the best places you can go for any of this stuff, again, YouTube, uh, it's pretty simple to just type in the team names um, to pull up highlights. But I want to go through some highlights. Something you should know about me is that I grew up during this golden age of sports coverage. Um, and what I mean by that is I grew up during a time when you know ESPN really was the mothership. I think they've lost a lot of their luster in recent years. Um, but for me growing up, it was a big thing. So what's going to happen is I'm going to walk through the highlights as I'm watching them. Uh, you might hear hints of Chris Berman. You might hear some call-outs to other uh, famous sports center-based anchors. Um, no guarantees, but if that happens, that's why, okay? That's where that's coming from. So let's get right to it, the highlights as they happened. And, you know, it was neat that they played Tucker. The Ravens played Tucker almost the whole night. That's neat. We get it. He's got a golden leg in the NFL, whatever. But you know it's preseason when, like, they literally show you the initial kickoff. Uh, because that's where the highlights begin. Although it was a great uh, return, we got ourselves out to the 30-yard line. So Malik Willis, his first drive as a Titans quarterback. Nice little play fake to start things off. Uh, but remember, Vrabes has talked about the timing being an issue. The timing was an issue. Missed the first throw right away. Then we hand the ball off to Mr. Chestnut roasting on an open fire. We'll get into him a bit more later. Decent run, set up a short third down that, let's be real, third and five, that's that's beyond doable, but a little bit of an errant pass from Willis and the Titans right away with a three and out. But that brought up Kern, the GOAT of punting. And look, Kern does what he does best. He kicks a ball that's not gonna get returned, pins the Ravens deep within about their 10 or so yard line, maybe the 14. Now with the Ravens, I thought it, they cracked me up just because, uh, well, Harbaugh's a little bitch. Let's call him what he is. And really the rest of the team are the same way. But I love that their backups to Lamar Jackson, who I don't think is very good, regardless of that MVP season, I love that basically all of their backups are just like smaller, slimier versions of Lamar. So one way to do it. Um, now, early on, you saw a couple of things, though. You saw that our defense was doing really well stopping the run. And these runs weren't going very far past the line of scrimmage. And I think that's great to see, uh, even if it is preseason. One of the things, though, that was a little bit frustrating is that, you know, we were tackling well early on, um, but then we were also giving up these third downs. Granted, some weren't like crazy. They had like a third and two little dump off pass, gets just enough yardage there to the tight end. 
These are plays, though, that as the season, you know, arrives and, and progresses, like we're going to have to really tighten up on. No team slowing punt intended, right? Ravens went right back to the run. It got shut down. So there was kind of this back and forth of trying to dump it off, trying to, you know, pass it downfield. And, of course, their quarterbacks like to scramble. Uh, that particular play that just went down, you know, kind of a sloppy snap, so barely gets around to the line of scrimmage. So again, sets up along with third down. It's third and eight. Great chance for the defense. And on this particular play, we were able to hold up. Got a little bit of pressure. You'll see that uh, coming through this game, that's something we didn't actually do very well at was quarterback pressure. Um, so that's something to, I think, keep eyes on because last year it seemed like we did a better job than in previous years on the pressure aspect, but we know that that's going to be a focal point for the defense. So Malik Willis, um, just a few minutes into this game, is going to get his second chance as Titans quarterback. They had to redo the punt because somebody didn't get something right. Again, it's preseason. But at least this game was attended to, right? I mean, no more empty stands like we had a couple years ago. That was super weird. Um, now, we had you know, a couple different guys returning punts in this game. Uh, we did see quite a lot from McKenzie, which was cool. So, uh, first play there uh, for the Titans, we went back to Chestnut. He coughs it up, all right? And this is something to kind of just keep in mind. Um, Got to protect the ball. Uh, I think we're spoiled with Henry because Henry doesn't typically lose too many uh, fumbles. Um, thank God. Uh, thank the gods there. So give up the ball and we give it to the Ravens in, in really good field position. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. It doesn't take them all that many plays. Um, at a short second down, one of their guys does a lot of juking and driving and kind of gets himself a better position there. Um, and again, you just you can't turn the ball over really at all. But you especially can't give a team a short field. So it really put our defense on its heels. Now, we certainly weren't playing a lot of like starters per se on defense. Um, so there is that aspect to keep in mind. But at the same time, there's just certain things you don't want to give up. You don't want to be in your heels on a short field after a turnover. And again, of course, they, they have Tucker in there, which is nice. So, third drive for Willis and the Titans. Nice pump fake. Kind of scrambles a bit. And I think you can see with Willis that he's still getting a feel for when to run, when to follow through on that pass play. And this is something that was talked about a lot, analyzed a lot after the game. Um, had a couple of plays there, including a third down, where there's just too much scrambling. And, and you know, Willis is coming from a, a spot with Liberty where he didn't play a lot of just in-the-pocket quarterback play. So it's going to be an adjustment for him. So that was tough. So at this point, we're, you know, last several minutes of the first quarter. Titans haven't scored. Ravens have the ball again. But something that is standing out on defense is tackling. Great play on first down. So it's second and 14. You know, we give up the play. Farley makes a great tackle, though, to not allow any additional yardage. And so we're right back into this cycle of trying to stop him on third downs. So penalty came in on that play as well. So this kind of tossed things back. Now, we end up getting the ball back. Willis again. Nice little dump off here to Chestnut. And... Look, I think it's important to see players come back from making mistakes, right? So we have the fumble on the previous drive, gets a, a nice little screen here, and kind of just shakes it off. I think that was important. Now, Traylon Burks did play in this game. We'll get into that as well. Um, 
didn't, didn't necessarily do a lot stat-wise, but he had a nice little end around. I think glimpses of how they might use him is what you're seeing there. And then this was a great run by Chestnut. Man, it's one of those runs where didn't look like he had anywhere to go. Finds a way to keep it going. Um, had a great uh, run there. I believe that was his 29-yard run. So Titans getting the ball moving, starting to make things happen. And look, YouTube has ads. It is what it is. We'll just click and click right through that. Because things are about to get better, at least. All right. So Titans first and 10 inside the 30. Again, a little dump off. You're seeing a lot of work for Willis out of shotgun. Did a great job staying in the pocket on this play. Great pass. This is Haskins. And I think that... You know, last year we, we we certainly saw some great backup play from you know Hilliard, um, Foreman. I think Haskins and Chestnut are going to do even better for us potentially. Uh, now the Ravens did get a great stop here on first and goal, right? Um, we tried essentially a, a run right up the middle. It wasn't really great. This is where things get exciting. Second and goal. Willis what? swipes it around and just finds a way to get in the end zone. So, first touchdown for the Titans in preseason belonged to Malik Willis. Uh, and then, of course, Big Randy came on for what would be his only extra point try, but it was right down the middle, and we ended up tying the game. Now, you know, there isn't a whole lot of excitement from this point on, if we're being completely honest, okay? Because we uh, took the lead on a field goal. The rest of the game was, was pretty much all Ravens, and we can get a bit later into why. So let's talk about how Willis did overall in this game. Ended up 6'4", 11, 107 yards, had that one rush TD that we just talked about. Um, maybe most importantly, no turnovers. You know, I haven't really seen a lot of people talk about that aspect. There certainly has been a lot of praise. I think a lot of the... You know, reviews on Willis's first game were very positive. It's funny, like the word I keep seeing people use is shine. Willis shined. That's fine. I think he did well. Um, but again, no turnovers I thought was important, right? Now, we we heard after the fact from Vrabes that coming into the second half, they, they wanted to keep Willis in, but they had also talked to him about, look, man, like you've got to find a way to throw the ball, um, you know, especially when guys are open. He was, I mean, to me, it looked like he was hesitating or maybe just not quite reading the play correctly. So they did end up throwing in Logan Woodside. And, you know, maybe this just speaks to how talented Willis really is. Maybe it also speaks to maybe just the ceiling on Woodside, maybe somewhere in the middle. But I thought it was interesting because I think the last couple of years, to me, there's been this impression that like Woodside is about all you could ask for from a backup. We've had some other guys around, but he's kind of just been the guy that's been in that number two spot and for the most part has looked sharp. Um, this was not a good game for Woodside. Um, so he ends up 14 for 24, 102 yards, no touchdowns, but in my opinion, uh, most importantly, two interceptions. Um, and one in particular, uh, really just a poorly thrown ball well on the inside don't really feel like the receiver had a chance um, and 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 also in this game uh, the team had a chance the offense had a chance under Woodside 
uh, late two minutes, um, kind of a great you know two minute drill style period, weren't able to get points. Um, so what what stood out there is is look Willis made some great plays, um, and sure obviously he had the rushing TD, but there was that hesitation. So all these things that we had heard about you know in practices that you know timing has been kind of an issue. You saw it. You saw him struggling a little bit to make those reads. Couple of plays and especially a couple of plays that included Burks where guy breaks free and just they weren't able to to see it. Maybe Willis didn't catch it or he hesitated, whatever the reason, just missed out. Um, and then with Woodside, again, I just didn't think he looked sharp. Um, did not look good, have those interceptions. Uh, as far as the running game is concerned, so again, Chestnut with seven carries, 44 yards. He did have that fumble. Uh, but I think overall recovered really well, um, had a long run there of 29 yards. Haskins also played a bit, six carries, 14 yards, uh, I believe 19 yards rather with a long of 17 yards. Haskins especially I think looked really good in the passing game. He had 29 yards in the passing game. You know, and Maybe he ends up becoming kind of that McNichols replacement, if you will, or a guy that we use on – those, those more of those screen plays or short yardage. We'll see how that develops. But Haskins looked pretty sharp. I think both running backs were physical. Um, for the most part, it looked like their instincts were good. And again, for Chestnut to come back after that fumble, um, I thought it was great they gave him a chance. You know, Vrabel even called this out that, you know, he responded well, still ran well afterwards. And I think that what's great ultimately here is that we know Derrick Henry is going to be running back number one. And I, you know, a few episodes, few episodes back spoke to the fact that I think he's due for another great dominant season, but we need to have complementary backs behind him. And I think that, you know, Chestnut and Haskins are, are going to do just that for us. Um, and one thing to point out is that we also still have Hilliard as well as of right now. So we'll see how things shake down. Um, you know, I'm not really expecting us to have you know, four running backs on a roster, um, if that's even possible. So it'll be interesting to kind of see where that competition goes. Henry's obviously number one. I think you probably put Chestnut at two at this point, and then maybe it becomes a toss-up between Haskins and Hilliard. So we'll have to see how that goes. Now, wide receiver-wise, you know, certainly there's a lot happening, a lot of competition happening in this spot during training camp. I actually think it's been – Great to see, um, and it actually maybe more exciting than we, we really expected. Um, Godwin kind of caught my attention a little bit. He was actually targeted the most and also had the most catches for the group. Um, McMath, we've heard his name, and we talked about it in our training camp volumes, that he's really made a name for himself as a deep threat. He only had one reception, but it was for 48 yards. And actually, it was a great play involving Willis as well because I thought Willis did a great job of Staying in the pocket, stepping up into that throw. Um, so McMath, you know, again, clearly is a deep threat. And I, I'm not sure how much teams are going to pick up on this. Um, and that's on them. So whatever. But look, he's he's potentially going to open things up for us. We had eight different wide receivers with at least 10 yards. And then you had McMath, Godwin, and Kinsey all had at least 30 yards. Um, and again, mentioned Haskins uh, doing well as a running back in the past game with his 29. So, you know, a couple of thoughts on this is, you know, some of this is likely that Tim Kelly influence. He, he was brought in specifically to help boost that passing game. And I think that we're already seeing some benefits from that. I don't expect very many people to give our 
offense as much of a chance as maybe it deserves because of the wide receiver group. Um, but look, they, it looks sharp. And, and these aren't even all the guys were for sure going to play, right? So Bobby Trees didn't play. Westbrook Aquino wasn't out there. Like, you know, so I think it, I think we're already seeing some sharper passing plays um, and, and mixing it up in ways that are, that are important that we didn't even have going last year. It also speaks to that O-line and why the O-line is going to be so crucial. Um, it seems like there's still a lot up in the air between Redunds or Little Brother uh, on that right side. Um, so, you know, this is something that I'll speak to in, in future episodes. I don't know how they make this decision because it sounds like, you know, you're getting as much from Redunds uh, to justify a spot as you are to put him on the bench. And I don't know if Little Brother's gotten enough snaps. He's supposed to get some more in our next preseason game against the Bucks. But all that to say... Tim Kelly being along, uh, the O-line doing their thing, those all contribute to that passing game. Um, Mentioned Burks. um, He did play, and again, you know, in hindsight, when you look at some of the plays, some of the highlights, you know, he ran routes uh, well. He got open a couple of times. I think one of Woodside's interceptions, I believe, was intended for Burks. Uh, There was at least one play where Burks was – just, just had beaten this guy. Simple as that. Wide open, going downfield. Willis just doesn't really see him or doesn't see him in time. Um, so stat line's not going to look great for Burks. But, you know, it wasn't that long ago that Burks was getting all this criticism for lack of conditioning. So I think, again, we're seeing the right progress from him. Um, he was out there. It was good. There's still some some improvement needed um, after the game. You know, Braves highlighted that, you know, Burks has had some really great practices and we just need to start seeing what's happening in practice translate onto the field. So this is where for a guy like Burks, I think preseason is important um, and hopefully we'll get to see a little bit more from him um, in the remaining preseason games. Um, lastly, on the offensive side, again, Big Randy was there. Didn't really do a whole lot or have to do a whole lot, especially because of the turnovers. But he was perfect on his only field goal attempt as well as on the only extra point try. So that is the offensive aspect of things. Going to take a quick breather. And when we come back, we will break down what we saw on defense and ultimately where this first preseason game left us. This is Two-Tone Take. We will return. Welcome back to Two-Tone Take. Two-Tone Takes for the boys in Two-Tone Blue. We are talking about the preseason Week one game at Baltimore. Titans lose 23 to 10. We have combed through the overall breakdown and also dove a little bit more into what we saw uh, from the offense. So we want to look at the other side of the ball here, talk about the defense. And I've also got a little tidbit towards the end about punting because there might actually be a punting competition in Nashville. Okay. Uh, so hang on to your butts for that one. Um, now, defensively, I wanted to highlight a couple of guys. We've heard um, from from Braves and the pressers, you know, he, he likes to call out guys, and I think that's honestly one of the best things about him as a coach. But Dr. Givens had himself a game, um, had the most solo tackles for the boys on defense with four. And 
going to do my best to pronounce this name correctly, but David Anini, that's what I'm going to go with, um, ended up with two sacks, um, had two of the three sacks for us as well. He actually looks sharp, um, so I'm curious to see if that's a guy that we end up riding with into the actual regular season and on the roster. So, you know, ultimately, I think you can look at it a couple of ways. Again, we weren't playing all of our defensive starters. The defense were, you know, arguably on their heels a lot in this game because of some of the turnovers. But we had six total quarterback hits, three sacks. Again, two came from Aneni. Um, one thing that was great to see, though, was late in this game, there was a fumble that was forced by Aneni um, that we recovered. Um, and look, I know it's preseason. It was towards the end of the game. It was not a game we were going to win at that point. But it's great to see this kind of effort. Um, so I, I loved that. You know, but overall, what did it look like with the defense? I mean, we didn't have a whole lot of quarterback pressure. Um, I always think it's a little bit annoying to play a team like the Ravens because, you know, they're not necessarily traditional. They do a lot of weird, like, you know, RPOs. or They're just a kind of a scramble, scrappy type team. Um, but we could have done more, I think, to, to kind of put some pressure on the QB. Um, tackling did look really sharp. Um, and I think going back several weeks and maybe early on in training camp, I know this was mentioned by some of the coaches. It really looks like they have taken some time, maybe done some extra drills on this. So I thought our tackling was sharp. And it sounds like super obvious. Like, yeah, tackling is important in football. But these are things that as we progress into the season really could make or break how things go. Um, now, we did give up 47% on third downs. So that's not necessarily fantastic. Um, however, in the red zone, I thought one thing to highlight is that we did force three field goals. Um, now, if you're paying attention to what's happening in practices and in training camp, we've seen a lot of great reps from the defense, whether it be in some of the one-on-one drills and some of the seven-on-seven drills and even just the you know, two-minute and red zone drills that we do. Vrabel talking about things needing to translate, right, from practice to gameplay. I think us forcing three field goals is fantastic. I mean, you don't want to necessarily give up 23 points a game, but at the same time, if you're only going to give up 23 points and force a team to kick three field goals, that gives you a chance to win, right? Clean things up on the offense, gives yourself a chance to win. Um, now, I want to cut into uh, the punting aspect. That was some some things I noticed on defense. <clears throat> as far as the punting is concerned, you know, we've probably been spoiled for a number of years now where it's like maybe the one position we just rely on is Brett Kern kicking the ball for us when it comes to punts. Um, and look, it's not that I'm on a let's replace Kern bandwagon or anything like that, but we have a new guy in town, Stonehouse, who also punted a couple of times for us in this preseason game against the Ravens. And it's interesting. So so Kern averaged 54 yards a punt, wouldn't expect anything less, had a long of 58 yards. Stonehouse averaged 59 yards, had a long of 60. You know, the reality is that, you know, it gets to a point with players, and I think especially in football, you see it usually before you realize it's maybe there, is that, you know, players age out. They get to a point where maybe they can't quite – do the thing that they're used to doing as well as they used to. So it's something to keep eyes on. I mean, I think we're going to have to obviously see a lot from Stonehouse between now and the remaining roster cuts that are coming up. But, you know, I think Kern's still the guy, but it's it's actually quite awesome to see that we have 
another option that is potentially as good, if not maybe even better, in that punting game. And it's it's a very seemingly underrated and I think underappreciated aspect of the game. Um, and part of what makes me love Pat McAfee so much is just, you know, it's not like people want to be punters, but you you need a good punter. You need someone that you can rely on that's going to give you a good result. We have it with Kern. We might also have it with Stonehouse. It's something to just kind of keep eyes on. Um, so um, I did want to highlight something from Vrabes. Late in that two-minute drill I mentioned with the offense, after that turnover that we forced, um, he, he did a great job of you know essentially influencing a uh, official review of a tight end catch um, that was rolled incomplete when it was super obviously a completion. It's at this point with you know these these plays and reviews where you know if you slow things down enough and you know now we've got twenty nine hundred different angles of seemingly every play that happens, um, you can almost get whatever outcome you want. But I thought it was just a great you know Braves being Braves moment um, in that particular aspect. Now ultimately again we did not win this game and I think a big part of that has to be turnovers. I mean, we turned the ball over three times, two interceptions, one fumble. You know, it, 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 football especially is a sport where you turn the ball over once, it's difficult. Any more than that, you're really putting yourself in a hole. So that has to improve. Also on offense, you know, we missed some big play opportunities. Um, I think with Willis still working on his timing and working on his reads, I don't think we were quite as efficient as we could have been. That being said, given what we did see from Willis, I don't think that it's too early to start looking at Willis as QB number two. Um, I'm, I still believe in Ryan Tannehill. I think he's due for a great season. I'm incredibly appreciative that he is our quarterback. Um, so in no way do I think that Willis should be starting at any point this season, barring something insane or terrible. Um, but it already seems evident that Willis um, – is just playing better than Woodside. That's just my take on things. So I think Willis's QB2 is something that um, could very, very seriously take place. Defensively, I think it already looks promising. Again, the tackling, tackling was sharp, you know, got some good stops on running plays, uh, forced some field goals in the red zone. And then ultimately, what happens with punter? Do we have to say goodbye to Kern? That would be painful. But again, if it means we have you know, Kern 2.0 and Stonehouse, it might not be the worst thing ever. So that recaps the boys' first preseason outing. Um, lots of awesome things on deck because we've got joint practices with the Tampa Bay Bucks that are coming up. So we'll have a lot of uh, training camp um, notes to get into on that. And then, of course, our next preseason game will be at home. Week two is at home against those Bucks. Um, so it'll be interesting, interesting to see what we get. It sounds like Willis is going to get another start. And I think it's a great chance for him to be even sharper. Hopefully we'll see more from Burks as well. Um, I think our, as well from the offense. Hopefully some more stats for Little Brother to kind of shore up that right tackle spot. Um, maybe get Haskins more involved to see what we're getting there. Defensively, I think we just need to see... I think, I think uh, we need to force some more turnovers. One was great, but we could probably do better than that, and we've got to get some QB pressure. So as things get closer and closer to that September kickoff, um, it'll be great to see how things progress. And, of course, you'll be able to follow it all along here with me, your MC, Fearless Football Leader on Two-Tone Take. 
appreciate you listening. You can actually find me on Twitter at Two Tone Take. If you're old school and you want to send an email, you could also do that. Two Tone Take Podcast at Gmail. Appreciate you listening. Until next time, Bradley with Two Tone Take out.